Welcome to I to Talk. And if you're watching this on YouTube, by the way, if you didn't know, we have a YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Helps a lot. So, new YouTube channel. Go check that out. If you're listening to if you're listening to whoa, if you're listening to this on Spotify, follow us on Spotify. You know, not a big deal. Um, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Give us five stars. Helps a lot. <clears throat> so, a little bit of updates regarding the I'll talk brand. I want to say. Uh, we started a week, uh, blah, blah, whoa, I'm messing, I'm gonna keep this in, just so, you know, we, we're all humans, I'm gonna keep those in, um, so we started a new series called Over the Weekend, and usually I record these on, like, a Friday or Saturday, like, the, our full Idol Talk episodes, so it gives me some time to kind of edit it, put it the way I want to, and things like that, work on the audio, um, but today's Sunday, <laughs> so, I, you know, I have a quick turnaround, because our, our, release day is Tuesday, but I'm usually, I usually like to record on Friday and Saturday just to give myself some leeway, but you know, I used, I used to say, I work my best under pressure, and if the due date is tomorrow, so that was college me, this is post-college me, I guess, but still, same thing, uh, Sunday, I'll edit it tonight, upload it, you know, get it all checked out, let it process in 4K, because sometimes when you upload something on YouTube, it takes a while to process, and that's why it looks like poop when you when people first watch it, and then, you know, if you watch it a day later, it looks better, so, you know, YouTube upload problems, things, so we started over the weekend, um, that I would, I try to record on Monday, because over the weekend, so, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so, again, over the weekend is a series that I want to cover on pop culture, uh, you know, things that happen over the weekend because I usually miss out on those opportunities because they usually happened or have happened after I recorded the main flagship Idol Talk episode. So kind of want to just, you know, cover those topics, you know, kind of close to where they occur. Um, it would be great if I could do it as it happens. Uh, but in a perfect world, you know, that would happen. But um, yeah, I'm excited to do over the weekend. I feel like I'm going to adjust my microphone. But I feel like it is an exciting chance to do that. Um, it's, you know, I don't really kind of pay attention to things like that. Um, I do, but then again, sometimes it's like, ah, I don't care. But, yeah, I'm, you know, venturing into something new, pretty much. Um, and also, I've been reading this book, 100 Ways to Happiness. So, I read the first two, uh, I want to say chapters or whatever, pages. The first two tips, the first two ways to happiness, and um, I missed out on day three and day four and day five as of today, uh, but I'm going to read three to six right now on the podcast. I'll clip that up, you know, for the people that enjoy that, and um, here we go. <clears throat> I already read number three, but audio committed on a live, so here we go. Reduce the shoulds. A lot of unhappy people continue doing what they're doing even though they know it is the cause of their unhappiness. Much of this habitual behavior stems from one small word, should. Every single one of us has responsibilities we must maintain, and in fact, a great deal of our genuine happiness in life comes from honoring commitment to family, work, and community. However, all of us at some time must contend with a series of extraneous shoulds, those pressing concerns that in the bigger scheme of things might not be important after all. These are the voices we carry from childhood. You should polish your shoes every day, or you should never put down saucepans in the dishwasher. 
Often, these are not our own rules. They are someone else's, our mothers, teachers, cousins, or the next door neighbors. And although they may sound, they may be sound rules, they can make unnecessary claims on our time and energy, preventing us from doing things that make us happy. For example, washing the kitchen floor three times a week when once will do. Might stop you from taking a calming walk. Jumping up to do the dishes as soon as the meal is finished will mean you can't join in family conversations, just as it gets interesting. And working through your lunch break could prevent you from enjoying sort of interaction with colleagues that can make a work environment a more pleasant place to be. Make a list of all your shoulds in life. Have a think about when you first start to regard an activity as a should and who encouraged this. Then put a line through any shoulds that are no longer working for you. Those that are now well past their expiry date, make a point of resisting the shoulds whenever they pop up. Sit longer at the dinner table. Drag yourself away from the computer screen. In doing so, you will start to create new patterns that better suit your life and, and interest in the here and now. So, that was the third way to happiness. Um, reduce your shoulds. I think that's interesting. Um, so, the, the way the book is broken down, which I didn't really explain when I uploaded that first one. So there's five sections, right? Two, four, six, eight. Yeah, five sections. So the first section is happy ways to happy health. Twenty ways to happy habits. Um, section two is twenty ways to a happy body. Section three is twenty ways to better relationships. Section four is twenty ways to a more positive mind. And section five is twenty ways to plan and create a happy life. So those are the sections. Um, we're in the habit section i think that's what i said yep so <clears throat> number four have a happy hour <clears throat> most of us have heard the term happy hour one often used by pubs and clubs when they're selling drinks for cheap for a period of time in truth alcohol is a depressant and certainly not good for your happiness my definition of happy hour is spending 60 minutes engaging in an activity where you find pleasurable which you find pleasurable and satisfying there's no need to wait for a special occasion to enjoy yourself. Compile a list of happiness-inducing activities and start planning them into your schedule on a regular basis. Make sure you treat them with the same importance as you would a meeting with your boss or an appointment with your most important client. Even and especially during particular busy times, make sure to find time, preferably at least a few minutes every day, with no distractions, which you can spend on your own in a quiet and peaceful place. Concentrate on relaxing, reflecting, on your thoughts and feelings and reviewing the day past and the days to come. Use this time to learn more about yourself and prepare in a positive way. Practice incorporating this recreational time into your life and you will soon see that you don't need to wait for Friday afternoon to be happy hour. So before even reading this book, I feel like I did that. Like a lot of people were like, oh, I want it to be Friday. And then if you're like me, I'm just like, man, every day feels like Friday to me. So you know, again, treat your treat you time as you would treat again that meeting with your boss or important client. That's very important, I think. <clears throat> Number five, practice incremental change. We all appreciate that you cannot build something the scale of the Brooklyn Bridge overnight. Yet people often become frustrated or impatient when they cannot achieve great change in their lives right away. I encourage you to consider that the best way to achieve massive and meaningful life changes, ones that will lead you to experience and enjoy truly a truly happy and fulfilled life, is to plan to make lots of small changes on a regular basis. For those of you who like formulas, I have composed an equation to show this. Small changes times regular application equals big change. 
In other words, you don't have to change your life in one day. If you regularly make small positive changes, you will eventually experience a significant life-changing benefit. Creating new habits take a minimum of four weeks and require repetition and dedication on your part. It's also daunting to com- contemplate making large changes all at once, and you are far more likely to achieve your goals through making small adjustments on a regular basis. Take one thing in your life that you would like to change and break it into small increments of change that can fit into your exciting schedule. Stick with your plan to change something for good, and remember that it takes a while to make the foundations before you can start building the bridge. Just because you can't see the results doesn't mean you aren't affecting change. I think that section was very, very true. Um, I think I also tend to do that too. I'm going to be quite honest with you, but just seeing, like not seeing immediate results or not seeing immediate like impact and that kind of gets disheartening. But we have to remember again, a lot of small changes definitely brings you that big change in the end. But we have, we have to be patient for it. We, we've talked about that on the show before being patient with things and people and any aspect of your life, patience will definitely bring you a long way. So, habit six, alter bad habits. Most people know what they should do to live a healthier and happier life. To be fitter and healthier, for example, everyone knows they should eat less fat, sugar, and salt, eat more fruit and vegetables, and exercise more. Recognizing the changes we have to make is not rocket science. So why do few people do these things well? The reason is that few people have an effective system in place to achieve change. If you want to develop healthier habits, you are far better equipped to succeed if you use a strategy. Rather than embarking on a regime which aims to simply do away with bad habits, you need a system which at the same time replaces these with new and helpful habits. You will be far more likely to eliminate existing bad habits if you substitute them with positive habits. Much in the same way that people who are overweight often have more success losing weight if they substitute undesirable foods with healthier foods, rather than just not eating. Identify when it is you typically engage in negative behaviors and put it in place a plan to alter the behavior in that setting. For example, if you find that your healthy eating plan tends to fail when you eat out at restaurants, find out about the menu before you go and make the healthy choice in in advance. Habits are built into our routine and often we don't consciously think about engaging in certain sorts of behavior. Once you single out circumstances in which you are most likely to revert to old behavior, you are able to plan to prevent it. Reward yourself for making positive changes and for trying to engage in a healthier, productive activities. Remember that even if you are only successful half the time, you are still training yourself for the future. Celebrating your efforts will significantly increase your chances of, of continuing healthful habits in the long term. So, hopefully that caught up uh, my days and, you know, I'll see you next time when it comes to this. So, next, I kind of have a topic I kind of want to discuss and I'm going to just label it as don't explain your whys. And I've noticed in myself personally, I've done this plenty of times, more particularly like in the workforce where I'm sending an email and I put, hey, don't mean to bother you or hey, if it's not big of a deal, can I get X, Y, Z? Right, and that already in itself, before the person even decides to kind of read the email, it, I'm already putting myself at a disadvantage. It's saying like, "Hey, I need this, but like, if it's inconvenient, it's not a big deal if I don't have it." And that that's terrible for us, especially if you're in the in a workforce where, let's say, you're the minority in it. Let's say you're a woman in it, or let's say you're a person of color. You know, let's not 
do that to ourselves because I want to say we're kind of programmed in that way to be polite to somebody that, and I don't say polite in like quote, quote unquote polite um, because we're sure that we need it. We need uh, professional etiquette in that, in that um, medium of communication, but just don't explain your whys. Like somebody asked me if I could come in at like 11 and my training was at 12 and like, Hey, can you do 11? It's easier that way. I was like, no, I can't come in at 11. Meanwhile, they sent me an email at 9, 9 a.m. And I was communicating with them. I was like, nah, 11 doesn't work for me. I had, I'll be honest with you, I had nothing to do at 11. But it's just the principle and things. It's just saying, nah, we agreed on the time. Um, I'm going to stick to that time. Because we need to start doing that more. Like, I spoke to somebody and they were like, oh, yeah, me. Like, I'm starting to take vacations now. Like, good the fuck like go ahead take your vacation that's awesome i'd love that for you but it's just like don't explain why you can't or can't why you can't or can do certain things because at the end of it it's just kind of i'm trying to find the words for it it's like playing yourself down in a way or it's playing yourself down not giving yourself enough credit just all those things where it's kind of already giving you a handicap before you even begin. So again, don't explain your whys because frankly, whatever the reason may be, it's completely valid, valid I want to say. So just thinking about that lately. Also thinking about my certain addictions or vices, let's say. Um, not, not Well, vices is bad, right? Let's just say what it, it is what it is, right? So some people drink, some people smoke, some people do whatever they want, right? But me personally, I feel like I, f- I fucked up. I have a phone case addiction. Like, seriously. Like, look at all these phone cases. Like, look at them. I have so many phone cases. And that's a problem, right? Because this is like, I think the cheapest phone case on here in this pile was like five bucks. And it's this one. And that's because I needed a cheap case because I wanted to, like, Frankenstein something. And it it worked, clearly. Um, But, yeah, I have a phone case addiction. And I kind of want to just be honest with myself with that and just put it out there because I don't know why. I just love phone cases. I just – I have, like, this AC – like, this OCD. I want to say ADHD. I have this OCD of just, like, I feel my phone. I'm like, I hate how this feels today, the next case. And then I'll switch them out, like – 12 times a day until I find the right field that I like. And I do that often. That phone, not, not including the phone that's on my, the, the case that's on my phone right now. And then the case that's on that phone over there. <laughs> like I have, I'm going to say a serious phone case problem. Um, and I don't, I'm not making any strides to change it though. Cause I literally just bought that phone case over there. Um, it was $5. I bought another cheap one. I wanted to see what it would be like to buy a case from Five Below and a screen protector and just see what life does to the that combination. So that's exciting in itself. But yeah, I have a phone case addiction and I frankly don't know what to do with it. Oh, you see a phone case up there hanging in that wall? That one was free, that was from Samsung. Um, I went to like an event in like Brooklyn or something and it was awesome to do that. Um, so yeah, phone case addiction. 
And also, I love going on Facebook now, and, I, and I'm in these neighborhood groups, like I told you in last episode, neighborhood drama. I love going in there and just seeing people freak out about the dumbest things. And it's, I don't know, I feel like that's, is it relaxing? Why do I like to enjoy people, you know, complain on the internet about things? Like the other day, somebody was complaining about LA Fitness stapling flyers to trees, and somebody was like, yeah, there's a there's a sign that says you shouldn't. It's bad for the trees, da-da-da. And then somebody comes in and is like, nah, the trees, like, spit the, the nails out. Like, when it rusts, it either absorbs it entirely or it just spits it out because it feels like it. So that was pretty funny to, like, go through those comments as well. Like, I just, I don't know, I just love, love going on Facebook and seeing all those things. Like, it's terrible, like, because I'm laughing at people who are actually really serious about whatever they're complaining about. But at the end of the day, it's just, like, so rewarding for me to just sit down and just spend, like, 30 minutes ha ha comments, like, or ha ha those statuses. And it's just, like, should I stop doing that? I feel like, like, should I, should I like, take that part out of my day out and just find something productive to do with it? Because at the end of the day, is it a good thing to do? I mean, I enjoy it. I'm getting some kind of, like, reward from it, but... Again, it's just one of those things you just got to ask yourself. So I challenge you to find something that isn't quote unquote good for you and see, you know, reflect on it, you know, that's cool. Okay. On a lighter, more casual note, let's transition to something better. Um, Let's transition to something better. Okay. I kind of mumbled that last part, but um, I got a new job. I got a new job. I don't want to say new because I didn't have a previous job or an old job, but I got a job. And it's something casual, something easy. You know, something just, uh, what, why do I need a job? Oh, because of bills. But anyway, got one of those things. It's pretty cool. People are cool there. And I get to hang out with animals all day. So, yeah, that's pretty neat. Uh, I get to walk some dogs interact with some cats you know those are hit or miss cats um they either like me or they hate me and there's no in between there's no like hey you're pretty okay or yeah you kind of suck no it's like i hate you die or it's like hey man let's hang out and i'm like yeah let's figure that out because cats are always so enjoyable to figure that out with but yeah at the end of the day new job pays pretty cool and um i get to hang out with animals and i frankly couldn't have asked for a better job I feel like it's like the right job for me for the moment and I'm just excited to see if you know what happens from it because like it's just the beginning I wonder how this story ends you know come along with me and figure that out because like what if I get fired next week that'll be some shit huh anyway new job pretty interesting and real quickly because I've seen this so many times on the internet and I need to address it myself on the show and that is proper cereal eating technique. You know, start start to end. What is the proper technique? And I'm going to tell you what it is. First, bowl, right? Before you even think about what cereal you're going to eat, you need a proper bowl. In my opinion, enough to where you can have a good amount of cereal and also a good amount of milk. Whatever your milk is. If you use water, just turn the show off and leave because... Why would you do that? There are people who eat their cereal with water, and it really bothers me sometimes. I just cracked my finger. That's how bad it bothers me. But anyway, 
So if you're a water cereal eater, just get out. Please, just leave. Please. So find the proper bowl. And then the proper spoon. You know, I like to use kind of like a soup spoon because is cereal a soup? Ask yourself that. Is cereal a soup? Because it's in, you know, a liquid and there's things in it, right? What is a soup? Do you, in order to, for it to be a soup, does it need to be broth? But also, can you consider milk the cereal's broth? Because it does have flavor before and after you add all the ingredients, right? So let's say the milk is a base and then you add your cereal, that's considered an ingredient and now your broth has changed. Hmm, think about that, cereal connoisseurs. So anyway, a proper bowl and a proper spoon, first and foremost. Again, you have to add your cereal first. Let me say that again. Add your cereal first. There are people who add their milk, whatever choice it may be, whether it be chocolate, whole milk, 2% milk, skim milk, almond milk, oat milk, coconut milk, whatever milk you decide you want for your cereal. That comes after you pour it in. You don't pour the milk first. And I want to repeat myself. You don't pour the milk first because if you're one of those people in TikTok, poll right here. If you're one of those people that pour the milk first, why do you do that? Who does that? What kind of menace to society does that? You villain. Why would you do that? But anyway, cereal first, milk. Then you're done. I didn't think I'd ever have to kind of explain cereal eating but that's the correct way good bowl soup spoon cereal milk and then you just eat it enjoy it kick start your day with some cereal that's how simple as it needs to be really and truly that's how you should eat cereal and i'm not gonna give you my opinion because that's not my opinion that's a fact that's the only way you should eat cereal and don't come at me saying, but I like to put the milk first and then the cereal. No, that's wrong. And frankly, when I'm president, I'm going to outlaw that because frankly, not enough of you are taking this seriously enough. So we got to throw some of you in jail for that because it's a problem. It really is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a problem plaguing our society in today's day and age. And I, I stand by that thought fully and truly. Okay. I'm going to need my phone for this segment real quick. Um, I tried to move this. Why did I do that? Anyway, phone real quick, and I'm going to list you the top five worst people on this planet. And now I know what you're thinking. What is the criteria? How did you come up with this list? Well, I got some suggestions from people that I texted and um, talked to about, but these are my personal top five worst kind of people on the planet. And I'm going to give you my honorable mentions right now, just so... Um, you kind of get a, a gist of where I'm going with this. <clears throat> so, honorable mentions ago, car enthusiasts. You know, I get it. Nice car, really loud, uh, pretty fast. Again, some of you, some of you just are the worst. And I won't put you higher, but I, I personally think the people I have on my list are worse than you. But you're not, again, you're not safe in this honorable mention car enthusiasts comic books slash anime fans and now that's going to trigger a lot of people because i grouped them together to begin with but i'm going to be the fans that are as one of my friends say gatekeeping fans but that's but that's honestly 
part of that umbrella of the two people I just put together. Um, I hate the fans, the comic book fans in particular, that just like, that's not how it went in the comic books, or that's not accurate, or uh, DC is better than Marvel, or vice versa. Like, shut up. Just shut up. Let, let, let people enjoy things, please, because I shouldn't be annoyed watching a movie or, or watching a show or at you, at another, at an exterior person, because I could be annoyed at what I'm watching at right now. So if I'm watching a Marvel movie or a DC movie, like I could be annoyed at the movie, but then you're just adding to that and you're like telling me your opinions and like, like without me asking, let's say you're an internet stranger, like, like just shut up. And when I grouped in the anime fans, I meant I have no experience with anime whatsoever, I just want to say. Um, but the ones that are like, you have to watch this, or you have to watch that. Like, oh, you don't watch anime? Like, are you serious? Like, you don't know what you're missing out? I'm like, again, just let people enjoy things, okay? I, I have in my brain the knowledge that I have not watched a single anime. And I've gone through life without experiencing that. And frankly, if I wanted to, I would. You know, here's let's not say like I, ha- I haven't watched like something that ha- that somebody so happens to put on because again, I'm one of those people. If you come in my car, I'm gonna let you listen to whatever music you like because I like enjoying things other people enjoy. Like if you enjoy that, I like to experience that and say, hmm, do I enjoy it as well? So I'm like that with TV and movies. Like yeah, if you enjoy that, I'll watch it. Sure. If I don't like it as much as you, you know, I won't watch it on my own. That's, I'm like one of those people that do that. So anime, comic book fans, people, you group together for that particular reason. Next, which I guess I could group them together to begin with, but I don't. I dislike this these two group of people for different reasons. College football fans, I hate college football fans. And I don't mean the casual ones that just like, oh, I have a team, it's Alabama, blah, 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 whatever, right? That's cool and all, but people that say that college football is their life, and don't play college football. They're just diehard, diehard fans. I just don't understand that. And they shit on NFL fans. Be like, oh, nah, college football is way better. Like, what are you doing? And then the casual NFL fans like, I like NFL better. It's professional. It's more fast paced. It's blah, blah blah. Whatever, whatever the the reasons are. Again, back to what we said at the top of the show. Don't explain why. Don't explain your why's. Your reasons are particularly valid, right? So, college football fans, that just, it's just their identity. Like, like frat, like frat boys, that's just their identity. That, you know, I should have frat boys up here, here too, right? Yep, frat boys is like part of, I have a lot of honorable mentions. I'm going to just cut it down to these three that I just mentioned. Frat boys, college football fans, NFL fans. NFL fans, <laughs> that that was unintentional, but we'll keep it in there. Um, NFL fans are the worst because I just feel like they swear to God that the NFL is the best sport league on the planet, and nothing can touch it. And there there aren't any other sports that exist out of football. And for that reason, you are one of the worst people on this planet. This is my top five list of worst people on the planet. Number five, we have the book is better than the movie. People, and just by me saying that, you should know the person I'm talking about. It's like, ah, this is not entirely accurate. In the book, it does this, that, that. Like, shut up. If I wanted to read the book, I would have read it. And even if I did read the book, I, I'm watching the movie because it's, it's a movie. I get to visualize it without my brain processing it. Because if I read a book, then I have to visualize it. Then my brain has to come up with the movie in itself. And then I get to 
experienced that on my own, but I want to experience something everyone else is experiencing. And, and like, share my thoughts and opinions. Like, oh, I really enjoyed that part, or I enjoyed that part. You know, like, book is better than a movie, people. Just shh, let people enjoy things. Number four, wrestling Twitter fans. And very few people will know who I'm talking about outside of wrestling um, consumption, I'm going to say. But wrestling Twitter fans are literally the worst because they take this wrestling shit seriously. And a little bit too seriously where it's scary and it's like, it's almost close to like NFL fans and college football fans, how they take them and take that seriously. Uh, but they, kind of, I want to say they take it more to an extreme, an extreme level because I feel like Twitter has been a platform that has brought upon a lot of good things. But when you, when you find the good, you're eventually going to find the bad. And so if you enjoy something and you're like, oh, let me go on Twitter to follow it, discuss it, whatever it may be. And then you start to realize if you mention it, other people could see that too. And then that's where the shit show happens. And of course, you always have your bad eggs. You know, there's always going to be a bad egg with people and things. But Twitter is a place where everyone, anyone can go. Your, your mom, your dad, your cousin, sister, whatever it may be. Younger siblings, they can all be on Twitter, right? That's more. That's the more, I want to say, casual place to discuss things. It's a discussion app, I want to say, uh, as opposed to Reddit, which Reddit is more of a niche thing. So if you're going on Reddit, you already know what's up with Reddit. You already know what you're gonna get yourself into. Um, but Twitter, anybody can enjoy that. Anybody can go on there and do that. It's more friendly for the common consumer, I want to say, and. There's a lot of instances where wrestling Twitter fans take things too far. They leak people in a thread's addresses that they don't like. So if you say something about their favorite wrestler or their favorite brand or their favorite whatever the fuck it may be, people will go out of their way to try to do harm to you, whether it be psychologically or physical harm. And that's not okay, wrestling Twitter fans. We need to fucking clean that shit up, hold people accountable, and you know, call people out, honestly. Like, truly, it is what it is. Like, it's bad for the the namesake wrestling Twitter. It's bad for the, for us as a as a thing. So, again, wrestling Twitter fans, you're at number four. At number three, we have Forex people. This one's going to be short and simple. Stop DMing me about joining Forex because I'm not going to do that. I am not desperate um, enough to do that. That's just my opinion. Like, you are the worst please stop that's all the light i'm gonna shed on that and i always like to make this meme and this joke i always be like hey if i'm ever feeling lonely i'll just dm a forex person and then i'll get attention 24 7 until i sign up (laughs) so forex people third worst person on the planet at number two we have the apple versus android people and just that sentence alone is stupid apple is a brand it's a company android is an operating software there's no branding company that's selling the Android phone. They're just phones that use Android as a software. So, like, stop, 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 stop. Just stop it, Android versus Apple people, because both on both sides, you're terrible people, really. People arguing with, let's say, the iPhone 13 that just got announced and it will release soon. 
right? Arguing about those specs versus the latest Samsung phone that came out, the S21, um, or the Fold, or the Z Flip, whatever you may say, right? Arguing about that or arguing against the Pixel phones. Meanwhile, they're typing away on their iPhone 7s or their iPhone 8s. Like, okay, dude, relax, please. Like, there's plenty of reasons why people still have older phones, right? I'm not going to go shit on you because you have an older phone. But it's it's the it's the principle of things because there's no need to be arguing over what is better because nothing is better. Everything is about taste and personal preference. If you want an iPhone because you want something simple, something easy to use outside, out the box, like, perfect. That's the phone for you. If you want a tank of a phone, I'm talking about memory, storage space, beautiful screen, refresh rate, all that, all that technological bullshit that you like, get an Android phone. High-end, low-end, even the mid-tier phones, all of them, this perfect there's a perfect phone out there for you if you want all that stuff and the endless com- customizations that you're able to achieve. Again, everything's about taste and preference. Don't go shit on somebody because they like something easy and fast to use and they know it's going to last them six years and that's why they're still using an iPhone 6 even though the iPhone 13 just been announced. So, Apple and Android people, you are the second worst kind of people in my opinion. Number one, and I'll end the show with this. Gently set that down to the side. I don't need to know what number one is because I already know. And you already know too just by me pointing at you and looking at you. K-pop stands are the worst people on this planet for the simple fact that they cannot separate the art from the person. They think they are intertwined forever and whenever somebody does something as an artist, they directly attack the person. And that's wrong. They, numerous, numerous examples, and I'm not going to go deep into it and some trigger warnings for this, but numerous examples of artists killing themselves because the fandom, the fandom that they are in just don't know how to handle things and overreact and threaten them and tell them they should die or tell them that they don't deserve to be on this planet. K-pop stands. You give that name a terrible terrible reputation because there's a lot of stands out there and i just i hate the word stand to begin with but a lot of k-pop fans out there that aren't bad people that actually enjoy the music and they enjoy their favorite artists and they are respectable about it they consume it they can no matter if it's good or bad they don't they don't publicly harass people you know i recognize that you people are out there and you know maybe I can't ask you to be more vocal about it because it's such a problem to where, you know, just people get their addresses leaked all the time. Like, I've seen, I I shit you not, over my course of being on Twitter for, like, two months, like, just, like, looking at those kind of interactions, I've seen about 15 to 20 addresses. I don't know if they're real or not. Can't confirm if they're their address or not, but... Whenever one of those interactions happens and I check back on the on the Twitter thread, it usually says account not, not found. So half the time I think that that may be their actual address and they just and they just decide to just delete Twitter, delete their account and just to be safe because they they don't want people knowing their address out there online and that that's dangerous. That's that puts people at risk. That puts people in harm's way. Like we like I'm not going to say we should stop because I don't consider myself a K-pop fan, but I'm saying like as a 
internet cultural society, like, you know, the people that use the internet, we should be more proactive when we see these kind of things and stand up for one one another. Just like if we were to stand up for somebody in person on the street, let's, I I guess I want to say, let's stand up to people or for people on the internet as well. Because frankly, the internet is not so embedded in our everyday lives. It's part, it's important to us. It's part of our lives. So let's try to make that as enjoyable of an experience for everyone else, including strangers, including ourselves. So yeah, that was episode 32 of Vital Talk. Something different. I, I like that all these episodes are kind of kind of different um, after the break. So episode 32 of Vital Talk, I'm Fernando. I hope you enjoyed that. Please subscribe on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. If you see this as a YouTube short, pull up, please. Um, if you follow us on Spotify, that would be cool too. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. Uh, leave us a five-star review. As always, I'm Fernando, and I'll see you next time. Peace.